Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. Yes, I can't help but notice that it looks like your dice have melted. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be able to use many but one of these today, um, but I have these, um, I forget exactly even what they're called. I thought they were called obelisks. Obelisk dice? called crystal dice? Crystal dice, sure. Um, They're just the kind that they look like little little nuggets. Of crystals? (laughs) Little pillars, kind of. Of crystals? uh And you roll them, but literally like... Well, you can spin them like tops and then see where they fall, or you can like roll them like little logs and they land on a number. I would love to see you spin that like a top right now. Just demonstrate it for me once. Oh, good that job. one sucks. Well good done. job. The D20 is good for that. Here, let's see if we can hear the sweet D20 spin. Nope, yeah, I suck at this. Good this job. is, this is what good. I wanted. No, no, no. Play the opposite. Play the opposite. Oh, look how good it's spinning. Look, look at it go. Oh, Just okay. look at it go. Oh, my. <laughs> no, I suck at this. There's a way to do it, and I don't know how it is. You guys can here, try. Let me try this here. And... First try every time. Oh, it was beautiful. I did yeah, it, it perfectly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they're gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's fair. You don't have a lot of time to learn top spinning of dice because we seem to have a lot of things going on. Every time I turn around, there's something new. Like, for example, I think we should probably point out that we have our first live stream with Wolfgar Weapons. Uh, so that will be on Tuesday the 21st. That is next week at 7 p.m. Nice. And that'll be uh, James Wolfgar. And a couple of his crew, I'll be there leading them through a uh, just kind of a one-shot adventure. Nice. And then once every four, six weeks, we'll go up there and uh, and keep his crew just running, giving them a chance to play the game, getting a chance for people on Twitch to watch, kind of see how the sausage is made. I'm kind of excited. <laughs> like, do you think, uh, I, I guess it's too early to tell, are they going to make characters that they keep and they, you know, every time you come back, it's kind of a new little chunk in their own story? Yeah, my idea is that it'll be a larger team so that each recording session will be a solo story and then some of those characters might come back, but they might be gone and someone else is there from the quote-unquote team. Nice, okay. So that ultimately the idea would be to never have two of the same playbook at the same time, but there might be two of the same playbook in the group. They could just never play at the same time. Sure, like two professionals that work at the same place, but right, yeah, right. That's cool. So yeah, um, I think I will be there solo this time because I don't think anybody else is free to join, mm-hmm. uh, but maybe in the future someone else will be there either playing with them or maybe managing the chat. 
chatting with people. Yeah. Um, so it'll be cool. We get to test our new setup. Uh, we've got a couple of webcams. We've uh, got the Twitch all decked out. Uh, again, that is the Crit Show on Twitch. Uh, so we will be there at uh, with Wolfgar Weapons on the 21st at 7 p.m. That is Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and then we also, uh, I just got a message about this. Uh, if you go to stylishsenpai.storenv.com or if you go to our website, thecritshowpodcast.com and go to the sponsors page, you'll find the link to Stylish Senpai. If you click that link, it will take you to the Crit Show shirt, which is now available for purchase. There's just one of them, though. Just one, so hurry. (laughs) Hurry very quickly. Um, Yeah. uh, Hot commodity. Wes at Stylish Senpai has set up a store for us, uh, so you uh, have the option now to get a t-shirt if you'd like to support us. Or if you just want to destroy it. If you want to use it for like an oil rag or something, like while you're cleaning your car or something. Right. Or or if you want to make like a wicker man of one of the guys (laughs) at the table and put the shirt on him. (laughs) That'd be good. Um, Uh, but yeah, if you, if you feel like supporting us, uh, it would be awesome. Go out, buy a shirt, wear it to some event, and someone asks you, tell them about it. Um, and the money from that will actually go to help us upgrade some of our equipment because we have got a couple of games lined up that will start involving some more people. But to be able to do that, we need a different soundboard that can handle more than four microphones. So that is where all of that uh, profit will go towards. So uh, if you decide to buy one, thank you in advance. Yeah. Also, I've been recording into a fork with some wires wrapped around it <laughs> yeah. this entire time. Yeah. So anything helps. I would love a microphone. Yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Or at least two forks. Or at least two forks with wire <laughs> between them. Yeah. You know, get that left-right channel going. Yeah. And then maybe once we get a little further down, TJ can stop talking into a tin can on a string. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Luckily, that string wrapped perfectly around the input um, Now for I the can audio, finally so. upgrade to that steel can I've I know. always <laughs> I know. See, To uh, be fair, though, I, I'm not going to upgrade TJ's microphone until he learns how to talk into it. There's yeah, no point in fair. it being anything but a tin can right now. <laughs> See, these guys are just jealous because I get... An actual microphone because rev lets me sit in his lap and use his it's true <laughs> so. we like we if you saw a picture of us right now we'd look like jeff dunham with one of his, <laughs> with one of his dummies uh, it was just tass on my lap and me leaning over his shoulder and then we shift side to side to use that's the microphone. not accurate because it is significantly less racist here <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah that's oh, fair uh for all you uh fan art people out there please oh lord let us see some <laughs> fan art of Oh no! Of uh, Tass and a baby Bjorn. Oh, I did a bad. I did a bad Tass thing on Rev's lap. Oh Lord! All right, I think with that, it's time to let the recap roll. Guys, I found a pair of Riley's gloves in his bunk. They've got some kind of grease on them, and it has kind of the shape of where the helmet seal. I think he might have tampered with Young's helmet. I'm just gonna kind of pop in the doorway and go hi, and then bounce back. You hear shuffling for a moment, and then a heavy slam. And before you can get in, you hear the last breath of White. I am absolutely not using the training I just went through. I'm I'm backpedaling because I'm under pressure. I've got to calm down, slow down, and just focus. I want to take his light rifle and turn it into a black light rifle. You know the spells that you need, you just can't cast them. You need Reeves' help. Yeah, so I'm going to try to just like Muay Thai clear this thing, like get it, like get its head and turn it and just take a big step and chuck it toward the middle of the room away from everybody. And I will shoot it with this anti-light rifle. As it washes over the creature, you see now that this is a full spacesuit covered in all of these electronics and bulbs. And inside of the face mask, you see a metallic skull. Call it off. What do you mean call it off? I know you got him killed. I assume you're behind this thing too. 
too. Stop it. Okay, yeah, no, I did. I, but I didn't make this. This thing came afterwards. You start to unload this shotgun, and all of a sudden, the creature sparks, seizes up, and stops moving. The metal golem stands motionless now in the training room, inches from Riley, who is pale with terror. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, oh, God. Yeah, I'm going to level the shotgun at him. Sit down. I... Now. Check his pockets. You check his pockets. All right, I'll check his pockets. It's for any, like, any, any signal devices or anything. Uh, no, there's nothing. Why did you sabotage the helmet? Uh, oh, God. I wanted people to think that that's how he died. So how did he die? I killed him. I, I killed him. Why? He found out. He found out that I had a criminal record that I had hidden, and he was going to use it to blackmail me. He wanted everything I had just to stay here, and I couldn't support my family. I couldn't send money to them. He was taking everything I had, and we got in a fight about it, and I, I killed him, and I knew it had to look like an accident, and so I messed with his helmet, and I put him out the airlock. I made it look like his helmet opened while he was in space. He was blackmailing you? Yeah. So just dick moves all around then. Yeah. And then I kind of have a realization. And just, oh, oh, God. And I turn and I head back to the med bay. And I want to see what's there. It does not take much of an examination to see that White is dead. Son of a bitch. God damn it. <sighs> I think I just sit there for a little bit. And as he is in the med bay, Sroka comes in and just looks at Riley. And he starts telling the story again. And it's not changing. He's, t he's telling the exact same story, but he can tell just by her air that she wants to know what happened. And Reeves is listening. So then who made this? I don't know. If it's getting like, I'm going to go over to like the card on its back and look at it more specifically, like pull it out if I can. And Yeah, roll investigate a mystery. <laughs> oh my God. That's a six. I am one away from leveling again. <laughs> you pull it out and it is so destroyed by the buckshot that went into it. You can't really seem to get anything from it. Hey, let me see that thing. Yeah, I'll hand it to him. Okay. And yeah, like I, it seems like it's getting or was getting commands from something. I don't know if it's something or someone that wants revenge on Riley for this. Reeves, can someone put their own spirit into a golem or their soul or their life force? No, not that I know of. Can someone put their soul into, like, a computer? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's possible if you were aware that you were going to die and maybe you cast a spell to store your soul in something. I mean, I've seen Harry Potter. I know there's horcruxes. Um, Is that where the breadth of your arcane knowledge comes from? I mean... It's usually the easiest way I can get people who don't understand magic to understand what I'm talking about. Okay, that's much more comforting. And yeah. the interest has to come from somewhere. I mean, come on. I'm Ravenclaw, by the way. Anyway. Dope. Yeah, there's a number of different creatures that can possess different things. Um, poltergeist, particularly. If, if a person dies in a, in a horrible way and there's anger left over, it can create a poltergeist. And a poltergeist can, can possess things that that person was connected to. Where did you say you saw... The creature looking at you? Inside the monitor bank in the engineering lab. I wonder if I wonder if he's in there. Okay. If he is, how do we remove him? That I don't know. I've never dealt with a poltergeist before. Again, this is conjecture, but you know, they say if something's sticking around, it's to do a thing. 
Riley's caught. We have it figured out. Maybe just reasoning with it is what it needs to rest to know that he is going to be punished for this. Maybe not, but it's worth a try. And I'm I'm in too much pain to want to fight anything else. Jake, come here. You look like shit, man. And I'm going to start working on him. Yeah. Yeah. You he heal two right points and stabilize. Oh, bluey and blacky. Teej. I'm great. You got another one, don't you? I do. Give me the thing, please. And I, I hand mean, him the other wolf's blood serum, but very, like, like <laughs> strike. Uh, Was that your last one? It's my last one. Yeah. Yep. I can I can hit you. Man, but if you just hurt yourself, no, don't do it. Save that for oh shit moments, because this is not one of those, okay? And okay, I'm going to stabble myself. Okay. Then you are completely healed. And you feel really good, you don't know, you? Oh, man, you feel so good. You guys, werewolf high five. You feel so good. We get on a van and we surf together. <laughs> Jesus. You start playing basketball and you dunk. Yeah. I love how I am just not trusted to heal anymore. Like, <laughs> no, it's an, it's not a thing I'm bad at. No, 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 no. I, I just did so bad at it several times. <laughs> what I'm, is your plus weird right now? Well, it's not a weird move. It's a cool move. Oh. But yeah. both of those are a plus one. Oh, okay. Uh, so what do you think, boys? We want to go up and see if we can have a chat. I mean, my only thought is supernatural, like salt and burn the bones. I don't know. That is my only, if you destroy the body, does the spirit go away? Let me, let me call my contact if I can. Yeah, I think you can just go to the um, command center and Word. make the call from there. Okay, uh, and I will do that, which again is deal with the agency. All right, roll it. Nice. That is a 10. Margaret comes up on the screen. Hey, how's it going? Oh, you look like hell. Yeah, it's been a day. Have I ever seen you boys where you haven't looked like hell other than when you get up for breakfast? Nope. <laughs> Actually, he looks fantastic right now. Uh, but yeah, he looks a little fangy, a little hairy. <laughs> That's true. Well, all, again, always yeah. a little bit hairy. Little fangy I, I honestly probably look absolutely bereft of joy, too. It just still, the I got him killed. Right. At least that's how it works in my mind. Yeah. I did that, and it's not going great behind the uh, curtain. Okay. All right, so we've got we've got some serious guesses here. So I am hoping to get a little more information about poltergeists and how to make them not be, you know, around. Uh, let me check here real quick, and you can see that she's typing on her side. Is poltergeist you deal with by uh, destroying the body or destroying the thing that they're connected to, some kind of strong emotional connection. Uh, the poltergeist keeps some semblance of itself uh, of awareness, but when afflicted with whatever emotion was the core one it was connected to in the moment of its death, it loses control. Okay. And so that's why sometimes it can't quite do the thing it needs to do because it might get distracted by, you know, if it was sorrow or love. Mm. Does it have to be one or the other, or... If you got multiple things, just put them on a big old pile. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just wondering, in theory, I need to check on it. I think we still have the body. If we do, then, um, you know, that might take care of it. I'm wondering if we take care of it, and it's is there a chance it'll still be here? You know, that's what I'm afraid of. But I think, I think that works. Uh, the thing it's attached to, or the body, maybe both. Okay. What, what does destroying the body consist of, precisely? Because oh. it's rough already yeah uh just uh, burn it insult it and then scatter the ashes all right i think that hopefully should do it uh, i appreciate that i'll check in soon or i'll be dead 
Well, I mean, that's really the protocol for most of our hunters. Yeah. I just learned that in the training last week. It's true. It's true. You learned a lot. I did. I did so good. You did. Did you Did you shoot the gun forward? Yeah. Good, good. Real good. Okay, I'll see you later, Ma- uh, Margaret. <laughs> you can see like she kind of shifty eyes and hits the button and vanishes. I'm going to head straight back to the med bay. I want to check where Young's body was. Yeah, so you get into the med bay and you look around and you can see that there are scuff marks on the ground. You actually get the feeling that maybe it was in here trying to get the body and that you distracted it. Okay. And so that might be a good sign that the body is what it's connected to. Okay. Um, So yeah, I'm going to go open up that uh, compartment. All right. Any ideas on how we burn this thing in outer space? Uh, well, you know, there's the sun, or I've heard of it, or if we're going for something a little closer, because it would take forever to reach the sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Earth's atmosphere. Okay. Are you suggesting that we salt a body like a piece of jerky and just throw it to <laughs> throw it at Earth? Well, not even just salt a body. We could stuff it into like a spacesuit and fill the suit the rest of the way with salt and then just shit that's good that is really good and then good. just throw it into the earth's atmosphere shit that's good that's fantastic thanks i uh, everybody who wants to throw it at earth's atmosphere say i i i i hey All right. who's that who's that oh i just think that's a very good death you know how uh, sailors have burial at sea uh, you have just described burial at space Oh, you just get thrown out into into <laughs> vacuum of space, and hopefully you find planet, go into atmosphere, burn into ash. Well, in this case, uh, it's guaranteed that we'll find a planet because it's right there as I point out the window That's to true. Earth. Yeah, you can do what? We'll have to do some sort of little thrusters or rockets or something to get it get it going, right? Uh, really? I'm pretty sure I just go out there on the tether and hold it in front of me and put my feet between me and it and then kick very hard. <laughs> well, hell, we just put it in an airlock, open the door as as the airlock is, you know, pointed towards the earth. Sure, but how long would that take? We need to... Well, with explosive decompression, it'll just it'd be instant. It'll probably be stronger than you kicking off of it, honestly. I mean, he makes a valid point. You're not close enough to the Earth's atmosphere that the space station is being pulled back in. So it'll take some yeah. time to drift through space, and you're not sure what it's doing up there. Yeah. I want to go fast. Well, yeah. That's without a doubt what we want to do. Yeah. Um, so I have an idea with my weird science. I'm going to set up a thruster pack. I'm going to get like a fire extinguisher or three, and I'm going to jury rig up or weird science rig up a human gun type thing. Okay. So describe to me what you want to happen. Okay. So we want one of these outside doors first. And what we want to do is set up like a, um, I want to set up like a rail system that is pointing out the door. So then that way, if upon explosive decompression, uh, it's like guided. It's sort of guided, yeah. Like, like a, it's like the barrel of a gun. Right. Yeah, he's exactly. just pointed the way we need him to point. Exactly. And Sweet. so what'll happen is we'll I will weird science up a jet pack with the fire extinguishers and like an ignition to where I can just hit a button and psh, he takes off. Nice. Even faster now. So we've got him in the suit. Mm-hmm. The suit is literally filled with salt. Mm-hmm. He is pointed at the earth. Mm-hmm. He's blasted off. He's got uh, essentially uh, thrusters 
to get him there as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. He burns up in the the uh, Earth's atmosphere. We've killed a poltergeist. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes. yes. Everybody. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Sexy. That's really good. Yeah, excellent. Dude. So where are we getting salt from? The galley. Good call. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I thought that's so. That's actually a really good, <laughs> good idea. All right. You think that you can rig this up. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some serious time. Um, you have to gather all of the pieces. You've got to set up the rail system. You've got to clean out the training room to make a long enough rail so that you can decompress the whole room. That's the side of the station that is facing towards the earth. So you don't have any other room that has a door out facing where you need it to face. It's going to take you four hours to finish. Gotcha. So a couple of hours pass. You guys are working on this. It's it's taking a while. People are going around the ship, getting multiple parts, and you hear a scream from down the hallway at about hour three. What part of the ship does it seem like? You guys are on the far side by the training area. It sounds like it is coming from the command bay. All right, running that way. Yep. I'm going to help finish this. You guys get to the command bay, and you see that outside of the main window, there is another one of these metallic skeletons, and it is punching the glass and you can see the glass on the command bay cracking and breaking and Reeves and Fairchild are both in the room. What do we do? It's going to break through. Uh, Get out. We got to seal it off. All right. Everybody roll act under pressure. Um, I'm giving you a hold so that I cannot fail. (laughs) All right. So that brings me to a seven. So you yell to them to get out of the room and, As you do, the golem gives another solid hit, and the glass shatters. You feel the vacuum of space start to suck backwards as you all dive towards the door. Tass, with your mixed result, you think that you'll be able to make it to the door in time to hit the button and shut it, but to do so, you're either going to have to ditch your vest that has all of your weapons because it's just slowing you down too much, or... You see that there is a helmet next to the door. You cannot get out the door, but grab the helmet and put it on before you're pulled out into space. Oof. Um, I think I have to ditch the weapons. Okay. Jake, what'd you get? Six. Ugh. The four of you move towards the door, and Tass shrugs off his vest, trying to move faster and get his arm around the door to shut the seal on the command center. Fairchild and Reeves are right behind you, Jake gets caught up trying to make sure that Reeves and Fairchild make it out. But as the glass shatters, you see Reeves get sucked backwards out into space, Jake not far behind her. Fairchild gets through the door right as you shut it, and the command center seals. Jake, you and Reeves get sucked out into the void of space, and you fly by the golem who is clinging to the glass and trying to pull its way inside of the hole it just made. You can see that Reeves is trying to cast something. She's trying to do something to protect herself, but she seems flustered and confused. What are you doing? Do I have any influence over my direction? Not really. You have been sucked out. You're basically, if that happened to you, what you're trying to do to that corpse, it is, you know, you don't have a thruster. You don't have a suit anymore. I'm going to try to grab Reeves and and teleport us to the planet. Like, I'm going to reach for her as much as I can. I don't think I've got a lot of control over it you reach out you're trying to reach to her 
and you can feel how hot it feels suddenly. They talk about how in the void of space, you freeze to death, but your blood boils, and you can feel as you reach for her that you're not going to last long. You close your eyes, and you reach out, and you stretch as far as you can, and at the last second, you teleport, and you appear at the last place you felt a sense of comfort on the dock at the small village on the island in Hawaii. And you open your eyes, and you're alone. Tass, you see as you hold Fairchild back, Jake vanish, and Reeves float away. TJ, you hear an alarm start to sound as what you assume must be a breach somewhere. Tass, you see that the golem has climbed back into the room and it is sinking its hands into the metal and pulling itself towards the door that you guys are at. Oh, shit. Um, oh, God. God. Um, I'm activating the mic. TJ, it's got to be now. It's got to be now. We got to burn this thing now, man. You still have about an hour left. Oh, it God. was going to take four hours. You oh. are hour three. Damn. What's happening? It, it breached the command center. Reeves is dead. Jake's gone. I don't know where. It, it's crawling in. It's, it's another golem. It's crawling in. It's going to bust this open. You, it's got to it, be now, man. Is it an atmosphere? Yes. Ditch the command center. Oh, God. Fairchild, do we know how to detach this? I would have to get to one of the other stations. Normally, you would detach from the command center, uh, but we'd have to do it from engineering. Oh, God. Um, we at least need to get through back into the, the other side of this hallway and seal this too. At least if it's going to come through this door, it's got to come through the hallway too. Just as much time as we can get. That I can do. I can seal these doors. And she starts to run towards the security station. Teed, you have, I don't care how, you got to set that thing on fire, man. You have to. I'm going to stay here and uh, oh, just be sort of the last line. If this this thing starts to get in, maybe I can slow it down or something. Just um, do anything you can, man. Check. Fairchild, I need you to just block off this block right outside of the command center. Just every door. Where are you going? Uh, I'm going to go through the pass right across from the command center and try to watch through and see which way it starts to head. So for anyone listening at home, just the setup of this right now is that they're effectively locking the doors between a couple of the compartments. So Fairchild will be in one location. Tass, TJ are in another, and at this moment, Riley and Sroka are unaccounted for. Jake, you are standing there without Reeves. What's going on? Like, what are you thinking? I I think I'm thinking that I just want to step off the dock and sink, but I can't because I've got shit to do. So as you stand there having this moment and realizing you need to get back up to the station and you try to teleport and you can't and you feel... That, again, you know what that feels like. There's something blocking it. What are you going to do now? Uh, well, first of all, the getting sucked out the big window in the space station leveled me up oh. again. All right. So what are you going to take? I So, okay. I'm tired of screwing up being too late. I'm just screwing up and people are paying the price because I don't act quickly enough or I don't act right. Mm-hmm. I don't make decisions fast enough. Things don't happen fast enough. I think I'm going to take a move from the spooky playbook. They've got a move called hunches. When something bad is happening or just about to happen somewhere that you aren't, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, you knew where you needed to go just in time to get there. On a 7 9, you get there late, in time to intervene, but not prevent it altogether. On a miss, you get there just in time to be in trouble yourself. So I think that I get this divine premonition sense, sort of. Oh, I get this yeah. Divine danger sense that it's like, you know, if, if I've been screwing up, if we've been screwing up and we've taken too much time and we've. 
we've waited it out too long and mm-hmm. something bad's going to happen that my spider sense tingles. Yeah. So like if you had had this and they're getting attacked on the space station at the very beginning of this arc, you sense the place we're going, something bad's happened. Yeah. If I, if okay. I got the call, like if I had this, we wouldn't have driven back. Right. Right. Okay. I like that. Uh, so yeah, you take that. And what do you roll on that? Uh, sharp. Okay. So TJ, back to you. I don't think I'm going to be able to fix this in time. Hell with the collateral damage, man. Just cover it in lighter fluid, set up a spark trigger, get through both hatches, and hit the damn thing. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to attach all sorts of triggers and everything to this, and then instead of it triggering the jetpack, it's going to trigger these sparks, and I'm just going to spray this thing down with... uh, I'll go back to the science lab. I'm sure it's got something flammable in it. Yes, there are chemicals there. You can find some combination of things to make a fire. So I'm going to go to the lab, get the chemicals that will start the fire. I'm going to hook them up to the the trigger. I'm going to close the door behind me, but I'm not going to jettison the actual pot or anything because we need to keep the oxygen within the room. Tash, you see that the golem has gotten through the doors into that middle room and it is scanning around. It sees that the doors have been sealed, and it starts breaking its way through the door that leads to security. Fairchild, get into a room and get it sealed up. Why? Is it headed this way? It's heading your way. It must know that I'm the one sealing the doors or something. Uh, I'm going to start knocking on the door and making noise and trying to be like, come on, you some bitch. You watch as it rips its way through the door and vanishes into the hallway. Ah, uh, no. TJ, hit it. I will hit the trigger. At that moment... There is an explosion that shakes the station. TJ, roll, just roll 2d6. (laughs) Ain't good. That's a four. The training room goes up in flames as the compressed air inside of it explodes. TJ, you feel this whole side shake, and then suddenly you feel a huge pull tj as you start to get pulled towards the med bay the debris from the training room must have hit the med bay and caused cracks in it and it has busted open i'm gonna grab for the nearest thing that i can grab for as you get sucked towards the door you see the button that seals the door between the hallway and the med bay roll act under pressure oh my god Four? I don't even know how this is mathematically possible. <laughs> Jake, roll plus sharp. Uh, ten. Jake, you have gotten this new power, and as you're standing on the dock, you've tried to teleport and you can't get there. And all of a sudden, the protector grants you this very clear image of TJ being sucked through a door and out into the void of space. And you see him drift away as his body freezes over. You get the sense that it is happening right now. Um, okay, I guess I'm going to just like focus down on teleporting to TJ. Like just just over, just like, come on, come on, come on, work. And because you have this clarity that this moment is happening, you try, you try, you try, and then you are gone. And right as TJ passes out of the med bay into space, you appear and you reach out and you clutch his forearm, roll angel wings. I'm going to spend a point of luck. Uh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, thank goodness. Where do you want to go? Is anywhere on the station unwarded? It is not. IPT, I think. You guys appear in the back alley of the IPT, and 
you both feel awful. Like you were in space. You were in space. <laughs> you were in space for a second. Just no air, tons of pressure, real cold, and yet somehow real hot. TJ, you thought you were you were done. You were flying towards space, and all of a sudden Jake was there, and now you are here. I just give TJ the most desperate hug I've ever given anybody in my life. Aww. So Tass, you feel this explosion, and you start to get sucked in that direction too, and then it stops. And you're in the library, and you can see that Fairchild has closed the doors as soon as she realized what was going on. Are, are you all right? Yeah, it was coming through towards you. What, what's happening? Yeah, it's, it's not moving now. Oh, thank God. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to go run around. I'm going to check on TJ. I saw through the vid screen. I don't know that he's... Tess, I saw him get sucked out of the med bay. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is, is this done? Is it still out there? Uh, We've got to finish dealing with this. I mean, if it stopped, I think that means that it, 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 burned, it burned up the body. It must have worked. Yeah, but it stopped last time. Could you, could you check? Okay, um, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm heading straight up. And she unlocks the door. You go up the ladder to engineering, and as you do, the power starts to come back on in the station. You approach the engineering bay, and you go inside, and you can see the monitor where they had talked about seeing the face. And there are clips playing on the monitor, and it looks like a lot of the missing clips that were edited out by Riley or by this poltergeist, you see them arguing, you see them fighting, you see Riley suiting up Young in his suit and pushing him out the airlock, you see this golem being created inside of the fabrication lab and being assembled and then climbing outside on the ship. You also see shots outside and there are huge time lapses that are showing and you see the golem running wires from the engineering bay to different places. And you hear audio start to play from those other places. And you get the feeling that this poltergeist was stuck in Engineering Bay, that it was using the golem to create connections to other rooms, to be able to control the power, to be able to hear, to be able to put its presence there. And so that's why it was generating these bodies, was to get control over the ship. And you even see the golems losing their temper. You can see them working on something fumbling, and then smashing something. You see the one looking through the med bay for its body and then sensing you and getting angry and smashing white. You see that this must be a creature of rage because it had something it wanted to do. It wanted to kill this person who had killed him, but it kept getting distracted by its rage. And as these videos stop, you see a brief glimpse of a face you have not seen before. You see who you assume is David Young. And he's smiling as the image fades away and the rest of the power returns to the ship. Uh, I think I slide to the floor and just have a really hard cry. With the power back on, communications starts to fire up again and you're able to get a signal from outside. And I assume you hear TJ and Jake frantically calling for you after a while in your headset. Oh my God. Oh my God. Are you we're, alive? We're alive, man. Oh, we're my alive. God. You're alive. Awesome. And just fresh again, just bawling. <laughs> oh, I thought you were dead. Oh, my God. Jake, what's up? What happened? What's going on? We're back at the IPT. <laughs> well, we're of course. Side. Of course you are. It's, uh, it's pretty messed up up here, guys. Um, Fairchild's still alive. I have, I have no idea about the commander or Riley, um, but it worked, man. You did it. Stroka comes into the room. 
It seems that you have uh, solved our problem. Uh, kinda. This is a dangerous place. I did not necessarily think it was a good idea to put all of this information and technology and all of these brilliant minds in one place. It will be months, if not years, before it will be operational again anyway. But I don't think I will recommend that they continue this project. Um, may I offer, if they do, maybe in a remote desert or something? Yes, but then we have to deal with Chupacabra or Death Claws. It's all problems all around. Yeah, I guess you get that even in outer space. So yes. here we are. Commander Soroka helps you up and then supports your weight as we fade out on both of you exiting the engineering bay of the Eye of Horus. It's a few weeks later, and we find Jake, Tass, and TJ inside of a small church, and we hear the voice of Commander Shroka. She's at a podium, talking to the assembled crowd of people who fill the pews. Next to her is a large photo of Kimberly Reeves on an easel. There is a coffin with an open lid, and we can see that it is filled with notes and photos and a number of keepsakes and trinkets, since there was no body to be placed in it. After the eulogy, everyone congregates into the basement, sharing stories, snacks, and boxes of Kleenex. Tass excuses himself from one such social circle to get a drink, but he ducks out the side door instead. He walks across the street and through the gate of the neighboring graveyard. The grave he stops at has recently packed earth and fresh flowers at the base of the tombstone. Tass stands for a long moment, staring at the headstone, his expression blank. We pan over his shoulder and see the inscription on the tombstone. It is not enough to do no harm. We must strive to do good. Alexander White, M.D., 1975-2018. to 2018. His fingernails dig into his palms as his hands clench into fists. His face contorts as a wave of pain, guilt, and rage wash over him. And for a brief moment, we see a faint blue pulse ripple through his pupils. Tass, are you all right? It's Fairchild, and at her voice, the tension in him vanishes, and he feels lightheaded. He turns and says, yes, fine. She asks if he's ready to go, and he nods as he wipes the corner of his eyes. She takes his hand and gives it a gentle squeeze before the pair exit the graveyard, joining their friends waiting across the street. As the sun sets on the cemetery, we pan back to White's grave. In the silence, we can hear footfalls approaching. A dim green light washes over the grave as a gloved hand reaches down and touches the freshly packed soil. Dr. White, I presume. I've got a job for you. Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grand chicken in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. Grab I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. <gasps> oh my god. Wow. Well, look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. 
Facing Fate, Black Knight. Available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. A Dumb Dragons production.